So actually, I want to talk to you about Christmas. It's Christmas time. Uh, I love Christmas. Uh, I know that's not an unusual thing. Pretty much everybody does love, love Christmas. But, um, you know, when I was thinking about talking to you today about Christmas, I was just uh, kind of thinking about the difference for me, Christmas now versus Christmas when I was a kid. So, you know, my family growing up, you know, one of the things we would do is, like, a lot of times we would get our Christmas tree, like, Christmas Eve, you know, and, like, decorate it up. And I, I know you're thinking, man, that's sad. You only get to enjoy it for, like, two days. Like, no, nah, we left it up till Thanksgiving <laughs> next year, you know. No, no, not really that long. But, uh, yeah, we leave it up for a while. But, um, but, you know, I got married, and, you know, that that just changes every aspect of your life, really, okay? Like, I, I can't really even go into all the ways that that changes your life. But, um, you know, my wife is a huge decorator, okay? She loves Christmas. Uh, and so, you know, for us, Black Friday is the day that we, you know, some of you are out shopping. We are at home decking the halls of our house. And uh, we recently moved into a new house that's a little bigger than our last house. And so, this year, you know, it was like, hey, the, the old decorations, they're not enough of them, and really, they're not the vibe of this house, you know? So, like, we really need all new, all new decorations. So, you know, luckily, we had some retirement money that was a little accessible, so we could, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> thank God for that, because, uh, you know, she has a bad influence in her life, too. If you know Pastor Marissa has 14 Christmas trees at their house, you know, and like, I've been really, really trying to keep it one because I feel like if you go past one, it's like that is a very slippery slope because there is no difference between two and 14. You know, I mean, like once, once you agree with the premise that you need more than one, it, it, but, but we now have three and um, two of them are on our front porch, which I, I don't totally get. But, uh, but yeah, we, we love to decorate. Um, Christmas is also special to Kathy and I because it's when we started dating uh, eight years ago. It was in like mid-December and uh, I'll tell you about that real briefly. Like, first date, amazing, all right? I was very charming, charismatic. She was digging it. She was laughing. Everything was going great. Second date didn't go super great, and I didn't really totally understand it. I understand it very well now, as I've had it explained to me many times how, how that could have gone better. But I, I knew it wasn't going well when, you know, we're leaving uh, the restaurant, and I kind of reached down to grab her hand. I got the dead fish, you know? Have you had that, guys? Like, it's like, she is not feeling this, you know? But... Um, but I asked her out again. I liked her, you know, and I, I wanted to try again. And so uh, we went out a third time, and I, I later found out, this is, this is crazy, uh, but I was like, uh, she, she's such a nice person that she had already decided, like, I was not, <laughs> not the one for her. But, you know, we'd gone out a couple times, so she really just wanted to tell me in person that, you know, hey, this isn't going to work out, you know. So date three, her number one agenda was, like, to be done with me forever, <laughs> okay? Like, that was, that was it. That was what was on her mind, in her heart. Uh, but luckily, even though the second date didn't go amazingly well, I, I did have a little bit of luck because I was, I was listening to what she was saying. One of the things she told me was that, man, it never feels like Christmas to me until I've seen The Grinch, you know, on TV, the, the cartoon, not the Jim Carrey one. That one's weird. That one is weird. <laughs> but, you know, the cartoon, Dr. Seuss, you know, the original, 20-minute long, you know, and so I was like, okay, I, I heard that. I went home. And I checked my TV listings. I was like, yeah, it's going to be on TV here. So, you know, I DVR'd it. So into the third date, you know, probably when she's just getting ready to break this news to me, I'm like, hey, by the way, uh, you know, if you're interested, I, I did uh, record The Grinch, you know, and like the amount of change that happened in those five <laughs> seconds, like, it's really impossible for me to explain <laughs> the difference. 
But like, that was it. And we were married nine months later. Like, it was, I'm serious. I'm serious. And she was like thinking I was dragging my feet on proposing to her. I was like, we've been dating three months, you know. But, uh, but yeah. So it's a special time for us. And uh, man, I'm really honored to be here and to be able to share with you this morning. You know, how many of you would say your shopping is 100% done? Christmas is this week. You realize that? There's like three of you that are done shopping. So <laughs> we've got some work to do. We've got some work to do. Um, you know, uh, Pastor wanted me to let you know he's a size 10 in shoe. Um, no, he didn't really say that. And I actually don't know his shoe size, but uh, I do wear a size 10. So. <laughs> but really my heart today is to really, you know, help you understand what God is getting for us for Christmas. You know, we spend a lot of time thinking about what are, what are we going to get others? What are they going to get us? People always want, want your Christmas list from you. I, I want us to be able to focus a little bit on what is God getting for us. So we're going to continue our series, The Word is Out. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be in John chapter 1. We're going to read verses 14 through 18. Uh, if you don't have your Bible with you, but you have your phone, you can go to Bible.com and download the Bible app. That's how I read uh, my scripture, read my daily devotions, how I prepared for this message. So that's uh, a great tool for you. John chapter 1, verses 14 through 18 says, So the word became flesh and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John testified about him when he shouted to the crowds, This was the one I was talking about when I said, Someone is coming after me who's far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. From his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one, who is God himself, is near to the Father's heart, and he has revealed God to us. So we're calling this message today a word of blessing. So I want to take a minute to pray. I know I need God's help in communicating this well to you, and I know you need his help in hearing it well. So let's pray together. God, we just thank you for the opportunity to be in your house today. And I just pray for a special anointing today that your word would go out and that it would touch hearts and help us to be better and improve our lives and just draw us closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, I want to help you guys a little bit, you, if I can. You, you don't need as much help as the 9 o'clock needed, but... Um, you know, what, what really helps, and this is even, you know, even when pastor's here, he's, he's much better at this than I am, but what really helps is when, when you respond a little bit. So can, can you guys give me, just give me an amen, everybody, together? Oh, that was great. That was great. Now, what you can do is take turns doing it throughout the message, okay, and that really helps. Another thing that, you know, I didn't even know this until I came to Velocity, but, you know, something good that you can say is, like, so good. Did you know that? Like, that's something we say a lot. You know, you hear it. You're so good. Yeah, that's good. And, and that, that really helps. That really helps. Uh, so help me with that if you would today. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you guys. Yeah, you guys. Remember, spread it out, okay? Yeah. All right. So, uh, you know, I really want to focus today on, on verse 16 that we just read. It says, from his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. Now, uh, when you hear blessing, you know, I, I want you to know there's a lot of different uh, translations of the Bible, okay, and there are different, different words, different ways of communicating. It's all the same stuff, but it communicates things a little different. So, but I, I want you to hear that blessing, another word for it would be grace, okay? So when I say God's given us blessing after blessing, you could read it grace after grace. You could read it gift after gift. You could read it favor after favor. But what I really want you to get is that 
what we're talking about when I say the word blessing today is anything that God gives you, okay? Anything that God gives you is what, is what we're talking about today. So, um, you know, as I was reading and preparing, uh, there, I was reading my Bible app, and above this verse, there was like little three little dots, like you click on this and get a little more information. I was like, hey, I'm explaining this to people. I might as well read all the information available to me, right? So, uh, you know, they, they wanted to tell me a little bit about the original Greek, and I was like, hey, that's great. I've heard lots of pastors talk about the Greek, so, <laughs> so this is great. Uh, one funny thing about Greek, um, my wife actually knows the entire Greek alphabet, which, which is weird, I think, you know, like, uh, she knows it as well as she knows the English alphabet, and um, so, you know, I was like, well, why do you know that? Like, where did, she was like, oh, I, I learned that in, in high school, and I was like, that's the problem with our education system. That's not valuable. You should not have been taught that. Um, you know, it's like maybe at best, like kind of like a party trick, you know? Um, we do not get invited to a lot of parties. <laughs> um, I was talking about this this morning in the, uh, at the 9 o'clock, and, and I walked out, and I was checking my phone. I had a text from, from a friend that, that was here at 9 o'clock, and he was like, I use the Greek alphabet every day. I texted him back, N-E-R-D. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But, but what, what the Greek told me in, the, in this verse was, it said that, that the Greek translation said, grace or blessing stacked on top of blessings. What we read was great blessing after blessing. And what, what the Greek said was blessing stacked on top of blessing. And I love that because it's the idea that the longer you're in a relationship with God, the blessings of God, the graces of God, they pile up in your life and they get bigger and better and stronger and more valuable to you. So it's a great opportunity to let those things show up in your life and grow. And so I really want to help us to do that today. But, you know, as I was preparing for this message, I was thinking, man, you know, I, I want to tell these people about the blessings of God, about the grace of God, about how good he is. But it is a little hard for me to communicate to you blessings stacked on top of blessings on top of blessings because to be totally honest and transparent like the last two years has been a little challenging right okay i i don't know that i've always felt blessing on top of blessing i i know i've felt trial on top of trial okay i i felt some pain on top of other pain you know one time a bunch of stress stacked on top of one another and wrapped itself around in a whole nother blanket of stress and it was a whole whole big thing so, like, you know, this has not been an easy couple years. If I, if I had to give one word to these last two years, uh, I would call it COVID, you know? And uh, I'm convinced that in the future that will be a curse word. Um, so, but right now it's, I can say it in church. So, you know, now don't get me wrong. Like, God has been good, and I see the blessings that have been in my life the last couple of years. There is no doubt God has shown up. He has, he has brought great things to me. He has been with me through trial he's lifted me up. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting uh, <laughs> talking about COVID. You know, I've got this friend who's like, uh, he's like 86 years old. He's kind of a, a mentor to me. Uh, I'm in real estate. He's a real estate guy. And I get together with him sometimes. I'm like, hey, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm trying to do. What kind of advice? What kind of wisdom do you have for me? You know, and so we're sitting down this one time uh, a few weeks ago. And I'm like, man, COVID is just like the craziest thing I have ever seen, you know. And normally this would be the time where he'd be like, oh, you know, back in the day. He's like, yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm like, what? You've never? I was like, what about the Spanish flu? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I'll have you know I was, ten, I was born 10 years after the Spanish flu happened. I was like, okay. 
But, you know, my, my wife and I, uh, we own small businesses. You know, man, we have, we have fought to keep our businesses going, doing things that we never thought we'd have to do. Uh, you know, we've dealt with some personal loss. And, um, you know, this is an encouraging message, isn't it? <laughs> you guys glad? Are you feeling the Christmas spirit? <laughs> no, but like I said, I, I've definitely seen God show up in my life. And I, what I've learned is that I really have to look for it, okay? Because some of God's blessings, many of God's blessings, aren't visible to the naked eye. You have to really work to get there. So um, I want to share with you uh, just real quickly a story in 2 Kings chapter 6. This is the Old Testament. Uh, so, you know, you've got the Old Testament's before Jesus. New Testament starts with Jesus's life, or his birth, his life, and then talks about what happens after that. And then shout out to Pastor Justin for last week. He, he taught us, if you were here, he taught us about the intertestamental period. Yeah, I've never heard of that before. Okay, I've been in church my whole life. Nobody's ever said intertestamental to me before. But like this 400 years between the, the, new, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And uh, what a great message uh, that was. So go back and look that up online if you're interested in that. But this story is from the Old Testament. And uh, it's a story where God's people are at war with this group of people called the Arameans. And the Arameans are attacking God's people, but God is using his prophet, Elisha, to communicate to the leaders of Israel what the Arameans are getting ready to do. Okay, so their attacks continue to be foiled because the Israelites know ahead of time, so they're able to, you know, beef up the certain area that they're getting ready to be attacked, or they know what's coming, so they're able to repel it. So eventually, the Arameans figure out that Elisha is the problem. Okay, so they're like, here's what we'll do. We'll kill Elisha. And then we'll be able to take down the rest of the people. So this is a great example of when you are doing something special for God in your life, you will sometimes be attacked directly, okay? Directly. And, and that is one of the hardest things. When you are trying to live for God and you feel like the world and the enemy is coming against you and you're like, hey, God, I am trying to do something for you, but I am being attacked, you know? Have courage, because that is happening for a reason. It is because of what God is doing in your life, okay? And also, you know, the Bible tells us God and, and the devil, they're not equal, okay? They're not equal. The devil is not, does not have power over us, and, it, and the Scripture teaches us if you resist the devil, he will flee from you, okay? He, he flees from the name of Jesus, okay? So, so when you're under attack, really claim, call the name of Jesus and, and repel that attack. But if you're going to do things for God in your life, you're going to be attacked. So be ready for that. But I want to tell you in 2 Kings uh, 6, 15 through 17, uh, this is what happened. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. Don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than there are on theirs. Okay, break in the text, and you understand that the servant doesn't understand what Elisha is saying, right? <laughs> he's looking and seeing that he's surrounded, and the prophet is saying, there's more of us than there are of them. He's like, yeah, but there's not, <laughs> right? There's us, and then there's all of them. So then verse 17, Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes that he may see. The Lord opened the man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire, okay? This story communicates to us there is more going on than meets our eye, okay? So when you feel like you're surrounded, understand that it doesn't look the same to God as it looks to you, okay? But really, my prayer would be that 
through today's message that we would be able to open our eyes and see what God is doing in the midst of our troubles. So I want to talk to you about uh, three different kinds of blessings, okay? So the first one, and, and once again, when I say blessing, you can think grace, you can think favor, anything God's doing for you in your life, okay? So the first one I want to talk to you about, we're going to spend almost no time on it, okay? These are called the garden variety blessings, all right? Uh, this is what we typically think of as a blessing. It's like a raise, a promotion, a good medical report, you married somebody out of your league, you know, <laughs> you passed a test, somebody gave you their cart at Aldi, you know, like... If you didn't laugh at that, you do not shop at Aldi, okay? <laughs> uh, but these are, these are the things we think of as blessings, okay? We ask God for something, something good happens, something very overtly good in our life. It's easy to be thankful for God, and it's easy to see those things, okay? So I'm not going to spend any time on that. But that, that's one type of blessing. But you know what? A lot of times it's the only kind of blessing we see. And that's really a mistake on our part, a lack of vision. So I, I really want to help you see two other kinds of blessings. And I'm going to call the second one excavation blessings, okay? These are blessings you have to dig for. You have to get a little dirty to find these blessings, okay? So you might say, well, why are, are these blessings that, that we can't see? You know, they're, they're below the surface. Why, why can't we see them? The problem is they don't look like you think they should look, okay? That, that thing didn't look like a blessing, but it really was, um, you know, I, I have a story in my life. Uh, when I was getting started, I, I told you before I, I'm in real estate. I was getting started in real estate. I think I was like 22 or 23. And I went to my dad, and we, we, we partnered together, and we bought this rental unit, you know, and it was great. I, I worked for a guy that was in real estate, and I'm like, hey, Dad, this guy's rich, so, like, let's do this, you know? <laughs> Nobody's laughing at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we bought this one. I was learning about, like, how to manage property, how to collect rent, how to fix stuff, and, you know, learning a lot of things. Well, then I had this great idea. I was like, hey, if one is good, I bet, like, a bunch more is great. These people that I bought this unit from, they have six more that are exactly the same. They're right on the same street, you know. Maybe they want to sell those. So I contacted them. I'm like, hey, I'd really like to buy those other six units you have, you know. And they're like, yeah, perfect. We want to sell them, you know. So we, we go sit down, and we, like, hammer out the deal. Now, I had, I had zero money at this time was <laughs> the limiting factor, okay? But I've been reading a lot about real estate and creative financing, and, and so I was like, all right, I think I have an, a way that we can structure this that can work for everybody. So I, I lay it out to them, like, hey, this is the price, and this is how we'll do it and everything, and they're like, yeah, that works, okay? So handshake, all right? So then I go to the bank, 23 years old, you know, no money. I'm like, yeah, I need half a million dollars, please. And uh, they're like, well, uh, we're going to, you know, have to have a committee meeting about that and kind of look at, you know. So, but, you know, they had the committee meeting and they're like, they call me and they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. We're going to, we're going to fund that. And I'm like, yes. All right. So I uh, drop the contract, take it to the seller. And I'm like, all right, you know, talk to the bank. Everything's good. Here's the contract. Sign it. I'll take it. Get things rolling. And they're like, yeah, we kind of changed our mind about that. <laughs> and I'm like, you what? <laughs> You realize, like, I just went to the bank and told them this, you know, I'm kind of old school. Like, we, we shook hands on it. You know, this, this is a done deal. I told the bank, this is done, you know. Like, so you, you're kind of making me look like a fool here. Man, so, like, the good news is because I had to preach to you about this today, like, I had to get over it this week. Like, <laughs> you know, I had to pray about it. No, no, I actually got over it, like, six months ago. So, um, but, you know, what's funny is to me, 
That did not look like a blessing in any way, shape, or form. But when I look back now, I see the steps that that led me to and the things I had to learn because that deal didn't work. And I'm telling you what, I'm in a lot better position than I would have been if that deal had worked out the way that I wanted it to, okay? But that's like one of these excavation blessings, okay? You got to get into your past and look and see and dig a little bit. And when you get a little more information, you can start to see and put pieces together of what God was actually doing. So, you know, why, why are God's blessings different than we want them to be? Uh, the answer is pretty simple. God's plans are better than our plans, okay? Uh, if you have any question about that, I'm, I'm going to clarify it for you right here with Isaiah 55, verses 8 through 11. My thoughts are not like your thoughts, says the Lord. My ways are far beyond anything that you could imagine. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Okay, God's ways are different than ours. They're better than ours, so they often don't line up with what we think the next step is supposed to be. Because God sees all the steps, and we just see the next step. Another scripture that illustrates this is Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. It says, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. God's imagination is far greater than our imagination, okay? I took this to heart a few years ago, and I'm like, God, if you can imagine stuff way better than my imagination, I have got to work on my imagination, you know? So I'm like, this is a great opportunity. I'm serious. Like, God is telling us that he can do more than you can imagine. So just think about if you can stretch your vision a little bit, and God is still above that, okay? So I really encourage you in that. That's, a, that's an opportunity to stretch your vision, stretch your imagination, stretch the idea of what God could do in your life because he's only going to take you so far above what you think yourself, okay? So if you want to grow and really get all that God has for you, really focus on growing your imagination. What could God do in my life? And God will continue to blow your mind uh, when you do that. So excavation blessings, they require us to get down below the surface. They also require a little bit of time, okay? You normally can't see it in the moment. You need a few more events to happen in your life before you start to put the pieces together of what God was actually doing. So do some work this week on thinking, what are some things God has done in my life that are blessings that I have never been thankful for, I have never understood, but now I, I see what they are. So... And the last kind of blessing I want to tell you about, I'm calling these transformational blessings, okay? This is God takes our pain and he gives us purpose, okay? Now, he didn't give purpose to the pain, he gave purpose to me, okay? He used the pain and he created purpose. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those that love God and are called according to his purpose. So I, I want to be clear about something. God doesn't cause bad things to happen in our lives, okay? We live in a broken, sin-filled world, okay? And we're all human beings. We're all making mistakes, and, and bad things happen in life. They're not from God. I, I hate that when people are like, oh, th this happened to me, but I mean, God's will is better than mine. So, you know, it's like, hey, God didn't do that to you, okay? But what you need to know is that there is nothing too difficult for God to use to bring you to the place that he has called you and gifted you to be, okay? The best way I know to illustrate this point is, is through the story of Joseph, okay? 
and I'm giving you the Wikipedia version because I didn't do that in the first service and we went way too long. And so this is the Wikipedia version of Joseph, but if you want to know the full story, it starts in Genesis chapter 37, goes through chapter 50, okay? So it's, it's kind of a long story. It's a great story. Many of you know it, but here's the Wikipedia version, okay, is that Joseph was the second youngest in his family, had 12 brothers, and he was his father's favorite. That really upset his siblings. He had these dreams from God that God was doing something special in his life. He had a vision for what God was going to do in his life. And he made a, a mistake of not sharing that carefully. He, he told his brothers, hey, I had this dream. God, uh, you know, showed me that you guys were going to bow down to me. And they're like, yeah, that ain't happening. <laughs> so, you know, it, it caused a lot of conflict in the family to the point his brothers wanted to kill him. They were so jealous of him. They, they hated him. And so they made plans to kill him. They ended up not killing him. They threw him in this pit, and then they pulled him out of the pit, and they sold him into slavery, this, this band of traveling people that were going to Egypt. So he ends up in Egypt trying to make the best of his circumstances. He works for this guy named Potiphar, okay? And he's a great servant. He's in charge of Potiphar's whole house. And, uh, you know, he, he does great things for Potiphar. But once again, lies come against him. Temptation comes against him. He doesn't do anything wrong. But once again, he finds himself in prison for something that he didn't do. He's just trying to follow this dream that God's placed on his heart. Okay, he spends years in prison, makes some connections in prison. People understand that he has this ability to interpret these dreams. Okay, so at one point, Pharaoh has a dream. And... Uh, Joseph is called to interpret this dream, and Joseph interprets it correctly. Hey, we're getting ready to have seven good years, seven great years, seven really bad years of famine in the land. You need to appoint somebody to be in charge of the food rationing to protect the people. Pharaoh puts Joseph in charge. He becomes second in command only to Pharaoh, and Joseph's own family ends up traveling to Egypt when they have no food. They go before their brother. These brothers who tried to kill him, who sold him into slavery, they go before their brother, they don't know who he is. They don't recognize him. He knows who they are. Read the story. They, he has a little bit of fun with them, but he gives them their food. He ends up telling them who he is. They end up going, bringing their father back. He gets reunited with his father. He, his family is, is whole again, is happy, is fed, is provided for, and he does this great work for the, all these people. He saves all their lives. And, um, you know, in Genesis chapter 50, I want to read you one scripture. I, the Bible doesn't tell us this, but I, I kind of feel like the brothers were totally lying when they said this, okay? But Joseph's dad dies, all right? And the brothers start thinking among themselves, maybe Joseph just wasn't dealing with us while dad was still alive because, you know, he was respecting dad. Maybe he's going to come attack us and get revenge for us now. So they decide to go to him, and they're like, hey, just so you know, dad told us before he died, the last thing he said was tell Joseph to take care of you and to forgive you for what he did wrong. Okay, So I don't know if dad really said that or not, but I do know they went to Joseph and they said this, please, you know, dad's gone, but please don't attack us. Don't seek revenge for what we did to you. This is what Joseph said to them. Genesis 50 verse 20, you intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so that I could save the lives of many people, all right? So here's what I want you to take from this. When you have a setback, do not take a step back, okay? In your faith, in your relationships, in your finances, don't go isolate yourself from the world, okay? Don't isolate yourself from church. Don't stop talking to God. Don't stop reading his word. Don't stop seeking his will for your life, okay? 
because the things that were meant to harm you are things that are going to bring incredible blessing into your life if you will let God do that in your life. So, you know, this Christmas season, it, it's all about giving and receiving the gift of God. You know, Jesus came so that we could have life and have it more fully. My prayer for you today is that you'd really receive the gifts of God. You know, the garden variety version, the excavation version, and the transformational version. And when you receive that or you, you get it, see? See that? That's to help you remember that, okay? That's to help you remember that. When you get God's blessing in your life, all of a sudden you have, you have not only his blessings, you have his grace, you have his favor, you have his life change, you have his salvation in your life, okay? That's what I want for you today. So if you'll bow your heads and, and close your eyes with me.